Welcome to Terminal Talk, a podcast on mainframe and mainframe related topics. I'm Frank. And the voice you are hearing now is the one that belongs to Jeff. <laughs> and, and this is a special episode of, uh, of Terminal Talk. And uh, Jeff, uh, why don't you introduce our guest? Oh, why, why thank you. I'd love to. Um, we have Mr. PJ Catalano with us today. And uh, PJ, you're you're a, a well-known and well-respected person for a number of reasons. I'm just going to butter him up right here in the front. Uh, <laughs> nice, master, nice. master inventor. So people in Poughkeepsie get to see your smiling face in the hallway. If we ever go Absolutely. back, uh, a fairly newly minted STSM. You Fresh are out of the oven. fairly prolific <laughs> on the social meds and on the internal Slack channels. Always a, a, a voice of, of, uh, of, brilliance shining through there and i know that your day job has something to do with testing though i'm really not sure and i think that's what you're here to talk about today so what what do you do again <laughs> yeah, well, what is it that you do do <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i can live up to that intro so uh, i will do my best um but yes thanks jeff thanks frank for having me um my name is pj catalano um, yes, I do Moonlight as a master inventor and STSM on the side. Um, but <laughs> my primary role is I am the test architect and automation architect for our ESTNI team, which stands for Engineering System Test and Integration. And really, my job is to make sure we test the mainframe good. <laughs> <laughs> when you say a test architect, uh, what is a test architect do i mean I, when i think of an architect or at least an it architect I, I i think of something very specific um i i just have a hard time putting my arms around that for test i think Can of the dad from the brady bunch exactly <laughs> the drafting <laughs> yeah. table and the- yeah <laughs> yeah and it, I, I, yeah it's it's a it's a it's an interesting title that has a big scope and role to it. Um, the 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 biggest I would say requirements um, that we look up to our architects for and test is really understanding the the technical um, requirements for new function features, uh, making sure that our test teams are enabled and equipped to go test those fe- features and help design tests and test environments and test scenarios. That way we get the maximum coverage for um, the time and effort we put into uh, testing. So, yeah, it, it's not more, it's not like I'm designing new feature function, but I help design the test cases that support those features and functions, uh, including, you know, making sure we have the right testing equipment, hardware, any analyzers, stuff like that to, to have a successful test and, and make sure that we ship a product with quality. I mean, because everybody knows who spent any amount of time in tests that you get just unlimited time to run all <laughs> yeah. the tests that you want to do. We we have yes, the biggest checkbook. We have unlimited time and resources. <laughs> Full respects of everybody. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and you know the 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 funny thing. Well, I guess it's not funny. It's funny if you're not in tests, but we we are the last last piece um, before the machine ships out the door. So we get to absorb everybody else's slips and delays and try to do, you know, the best possible test effort we can based on that. And, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of challenge, right? Because I don't need to tell this audience, right? Z is a very complicated product and we have many, many features functions. And while I'd like to say I start my test with all the firmware and hardware ready to go, um, generally that's not the case, right? So it's a very bouncing ball as to, 
do I have all my dependencies? Do I have all the firmware in hand I need to start? And then what can I start, you know, when we have to say go, get started? Um, and then how do we account for all those pieces as stuff comes in over time during the entire test cycle? So is your focus more hardware or is it software or is it kind of the, the whole stack? Yeah, Where so the e EST um, is focused primarily on all the hardware and firmware for Z. Um, obviously, there are some software dependencies, right, because some of the firmware features need to be exercised using real operating systems. Uh, so th th there's a little bit of, of software in there, but the ESTNI organization is really focused on making sure we ship quality hardware and the firmware that supports it. So how how did you buy yourself more time to do this this? And we should probably talk about what n minus one testing is, but like, did you build a time machine? Is that what you did? Did you master <laughs> invent yourself a time machine? Absolutely. Uh, the time lord's my best friend, Tardis, and uh, <laughs> we just went back, turned the dial, hit eighty eight miles per hour, and we were back in time. I love how uh, you seamlessly <laughs> mix those two. <laughs> I mean, isn't it just one thing? Time travel, it's a big loop that goes round and round in circles. Um, so yeah, so we we tried to put together a a focused effort um, called N minus one, and obviously. When we say n minus one, I guess I got to explain what n is. Uh, when we talk about n, we're really talking about the system that's currently under development and test um, from a Z perspective. So n today is Z next, which will be the next Z platform that launches. And when we say n minus one, what we're really talking about is the current shipping platform, and in this case, it's it's Z fifteen. So we we looked at the program and the schedule and said, how do we buy more time? How do we do a better quality test? And one of the thoughts was, well, how do we start testing earlier, earlier than we have a system, and maybe in some cases earlier than we have any of the hardware? And the easiest way to kind of do that is, well, we have a current system. What features and functions that we want to ship in the next generation system, how do we get those to kind of work good enough uh, so we could get some early look at that function uh, to start testing? And the big piece, right, the big focus of, of N minus one is generally around IO and IO hardware, mainly because they're, they're logically separated from the system, right? It's cards I can plug in old systems. And there's additional framework and support that we could add to those systems. And the firmware generally for IO cards, in not all cases, I'll talk about that in a second, um, is kind of isolated to that IO hardware itself. So I could easily tell a Z15, hey, this is a new IO card. Hey, he's running this new firmware package. And I could pretty much start my testing there. So that's kind of the scope of N-1 testing. And when we started this, N-1 is, is not a new concept. Um, we, we looked at what other teams were doing at a smaller scale, especially again in the IO space. And the our FIT teams, which is our firmware integration test teams, those are the test teams that sit um, right after the unit test and development phase, it goes to the FIT teams, firmware integration tests, and then it gets handed over to our team for the final system test, FST phase. So we were looking at what they were doing, and at a smaller scale, they were doing this um, with their one single I.O. adapter, kind of putting in the special firmware hooks on existing drivers to kind of get started on some testing early. So we said, why don't we look at this at a broader scale for across the entire system? Let's look at all the I.O. adapters. And instead of individual teams developing kind of their special fixes to get it to work, 
let's actually develop a real driver that could run on the system, that could run on any system that has all the hooks in for all the I.O. cards. And then from there, we could kind of run this as kind of a real system test instead of just these small little focus. We could assign real work effort, real people, real machines, test um, FST testers to those machines and, and track it like we were doing a real final system test for a real product. And that was kind of the new innovation here is trying to scale this to a across the entire test floor, across the entire test team, and pull it out of just the, the little onesie twosie shops that were happening on the side. Hmm. So, so be, being a, a man of the internet, I, I can already hear people angrily typing away at their keyboards saying like, there's this guy on Terminal Talk who said uh, you can run all the new stuff on the old system and it's just big, big mainframe that wants you to buy the new system. And I, I have to imagine yeah. that's that's not the case and there's compromises and this is a you had to pick these very specific cases. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 this actually led into the first challenge with doing an effort at scale is we have goofy names for our drivers, right? So for Z15, we're shif- shift- shifting, excuse me. So for Z15, we're shipping 41 Charlie, right? That's the name of the driver. Um, so that goofy. I was expecting something worse. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> Frank and I were exchanging some of those names before. <laughs> but anyway, go there. This, yeah. is, this is a family-based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we started with 41 Charlie, right? And that's the field shippable driver. That's what we're testing on. That's where we put all the field fixes. Any new continuous delivery we're doing for Z15 goes into that driver. So what we have to do is, as I mentioned, there's a special hooks that have to go into this driver um, to enable the new I.O. cards. And we actually we fork the driver into a new development branch. And in this case, we call it 41X. Um, and 41X is, is kind of the special driver that has the additional hooks. Now, 41X, again, it's a development driver. It doesn't go through the same kind of bundle release quality testing we do for the field shippable driver because the understanding is, hey, this is a special driver that we need. Now, 41X kind of works well when I'm doing things like FICON or fiber channel testing or even you know OSA or Rocky testing. 41X concept doesn't work so well when I try to do things more complicated like coupling testing. Now, coupling uh, has high dependency on kind of I390 code, right? I390 firmware is kind of the, the architectural firmware for Z that makes Z so special. Um, and when you go to a new kind of technology on a coupling, you kind of need to bring forward I390 with it as well. Now, it sounds easy, but that is a big, big effort, right? <laughs> and and there's a lot of work involved, and there's a big overhaul in how that infrastructure is changing for Z Next. So we actually had to build a special scaffolding around that driver. So we took 41X, and then we built a special I390 scaffolding and called it 49X. So we're now managing three drivers for Z15, right? And obviously, as you get further away from that field deliverable driver, the quality and field fixes and expectations, right, are, are not there because it is for development and test only. So it's not like I can just walk up to a Z15 and enter the Konami code on the back and turn it into a Z next. Yeah, the up, up, down, down. Yeah, that's that's not going to work too well. Um, and and you really don't want to do that, right? And and that's why we kind of these are just development and test drivers. And what we learned, right? And and this is why we don't do it. Is originally we said, well. Why do we need 41X? If we got to put everything into 49X with a special scaffolding and it's kind of a hybrid driver, let's just do all our testing there. And what we quickly found out was 
that scaffolding, you know, it, it's it's bare bones, right? It's not going to hold up, you know, a, a real system. And what we had quickly found out as well, for some things like coupling and crypto, we're going to focus our testing there. But for everything else, all the other cards I mentioned, Fiber Channel, Ficon, we really need a more structured, like closest to the system that we're shipping today. So we're going to stay with the 49X. So we had teams actually running on mixes of drivers, depending on the function and feature they were trying to test on Z15 for these new IO adapters. Um, and really the focus and goal here, right, is to try to blow out as much testing as we can early to find any firmware problems, uh, any hardware problems on the adapters before we get into the Z next test cycle, because that's all savings um, and makes our testing smoother moving forward. And so a lot of this focus, it sounds like, is is very kind of millicode uh, focused as much as hardware, right? That that uh, we had uh, Brett and Belmar on early in in uh, our our podcast history, and it seemed like that for most uh, of the work, everything interfaces with that, uh, and and it mimics some of the, the hardware facility. Do you guys spend most of your time fixing the the millicode kind of level, or or how close do you get to the hardware? Yeah, so the 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 millicode um, is kind of part of the i three ninety part of the you know the, the circulatory system of the Z, right? You know, it's what pumps all the data around the system and how we all interface and talk to each other. For the n minus one testing, uh, that's kind of been stabilized, right? Because we have a field shippable product. So we're really focusing testing is on the firmware and kind of the microcode that's running on the IO adapters themselves, which is right. different than what we call the millicode, right, which is running on the system. So we're very focused on any new feature function or hardware enablement. And then, you know, the, the firmware required, right? And again, it's, it's, we're trying to focus on the adapters because it's isolated from those other things. The more we want to interface with Millicode and the more we want to interface with I-90, we get further and further away and we kind of get into this space of, well, now the driver doesn't really look like the stable thing we had and it really is not going to look like the thing we have for the mm -hmm. next system. So is there really value? So that's why we really need to target what's the focus of the test. And the majority is those IO adapters, which run their own specialized firmware. Did you did you run into many um, defects and uh, that that kind of got chalked up to? Yeah, it looked legit, but it, it turns out it's because we're doing this n minus one testing, or or once the the groundwork was was laid out and you know the everything was surveyed, was it kind of smooth sailing? I, I, in very early, absolutely, Jeff, we, we hit a lot of, well, this is special code. Well, we really don't have time to look at it. Well, it, th it doesn't really work like that in the next system, right? And that's, I think, the, the constant battle between uh, test and development, right, is, well, we need this because it enables the testing now and it's going to save us time later. So let's discuss priorities. But once we kind of got the driver up and running uh, and stabilized, it really went smooth sailing in terms of, okay, we were finding great defects on the IO adapter firmware. Yeah, we occasionally hit some known issues, but those kind of got documented over time as we focused our testing and narrowed it around. So we did spend, as the program progressed, right, we spent less and less time on, 
on the driver itself and more focus on those areas we were targeting. Now, we actually started this conversation back in December 2019, pre-pandemic, about N minus one and how we do it. But the the testing and the driver build really didn't start until for a number of reasons. Um, you could guess one big one, but September of, <laughs> of 2020 is kind of when this test effort really started. And we've been running N minus one testing since September of, of, of last year through June of this year. And we, we found, I would say thousands of defects, which help, you know, in terms of the quality, once we take these IO adapters with kind of the good firmware, it's like, okay, we know the firmware is as solid as it can be. When we get to Artemis, now we know the firmware is solid and we're just really kind of looking at the, that interface between I390 and Millicode to make sure, right, we find all those defects we need to find there. And we were actually able during this time to do about 20% of the overall testing that we would do on a Z-Next system in this N-1 environment. So it's it, it was a big chunk of work, right? And if you think of how long a test cycle is for, for Z, um, you know, 20% is a significant time, cost, machine savings um, that we're really hoping pays off, right? So the, since this is the first time we've done it at scale, we're still waiting to see as we start kicking off Z-Next testing here shortly, um, kind of the benefit we pay. And, I, and I'm and i a betting man. I think this is going to pay us good dividends. Um, so uh, as long as I'm bet with Jeff's money. <laughs> so so you're thinking that um, that we're going to be able to deliver stuff more quickly because uh, because some of that test overhead is has been done here. Yes. And that was kind of one of the impetus is to, to look at this and say, you know, how do we accelerate our test cycle, but still achieve or exceed the quality we expect for a Z platform, right? And one of the things we looked at is, well, how do you start earlier, right? And, and what are the things that we could really focus to narrow the testing to kind of find those critical problems, you know, that we find in test and, hey, look, we're test because that's that's what we do. We find problems and make sure they're fixed before they get out the door. Yep. So we, we, we focused and said N minus one is kind of something that we know has kind of worked in the past. Let's scale that. Let's see how much we could kind of milk out of it, out of that stone. And then we could we could move forward, right? And the, the goal is, hey, and, and I don't want people think to think that, hey, we tested an N-1, that means we're not going to test it again when we, when we get the new system. No, no, no. We, we, we test things and we have things that we measure ourselves by, such as run rate. And, you know, it's, it's how many times does it take to, to get the su- test successfully through. Um, but the goal is how do we how do we reduce those numbers, right? Like any DevOps um, cycle is what are your critical points? How do you optimize? What can you do ahead to reduce um, certain uh, certain parts of your processes? So we said if we could reduce the runtime needed to kind of sign off one unit of test, um, then it'll buy us dividends, right? So we we use kind of funky terms uh, when we sign off a test in N minus one, we call it inconclusive, which basically <laughs> just means that you know when we go back and and do the Z next test and we run it, right? We could actually say, hey, it ran in this environment. We're going to complete it, ch- check it done. And the reason we use this inconclusive, it now gives us a way to to map that efficiency, right? So I could look at tests that didn't have any inconclusive and and because we weren't able to test it and see the run rate of those tests versus the tests that we did some pre-testing we marked as inconclusive and then looked at those run rates right it kind of gives us a better gauge as to how effective um this this pre-testing effort worked before we get the real hardware i'm assuming once the real hardware is is readily available you'll have a clearer picture of how closely that mirrors the pre-testing environment you set up 
Right, right. And, you know, the real hardware, obviously new processors, new cages, lots of newness, right, in every generation. Um, we will, you know, the, the, the footprints are the same, right? These are the same. And that's what was good about this N-1 testing and doing it at scale is we're using real engineering system test systems. So these are the big systems with all the, uh, you know, maximum plugged I.O. cards in many cases. So we're, we're, we're taking those systems that did the N-1 testing. And when we go to the new generation, the footprint looks very similar in size and capacity and in IO cards um, and kind of network connectivity. And so we can get a real sense of one-to-one, look, we found all these issues on N-1, we fixed them. Look, we're not seeing them on, on N, sign them off. And it kind of gives us a very good line to draw between those two test efforts. So all of this is really focused um, on IO cards and kind of that that environment, right? Yeah, I mean, primarily it, it's it's I/O cards and also kind of I/O function as well, right? So things around scalability, right? We want to scale our structures, do more, right? Bigger things as our clients grow, we want to make sure we have the capacity to do those things around, you know, things like coupling and coupling facilities. So it, it's very tightly aligned with I/O because again, that hardware is independent of the system in most cases, right? It, it's it's you know. It's a PCIe slot I could plug into something, right? With our, our form factor of I.O. cards don't change very often. So it gives us an enablement to, to be able to plug them in old systems and we could kind of focus there. So that, at least for this initial scaled out N-1 effort, yeah, Frank, it was really focused on that adapter and any of the supporting technologies kind of that'll be in the next system um, to, to grow the, the, the capability of those adapters. Well, and so you open the doors, so I'm going to take it. I, I spend a lot of time with, uh, with executives and and the, the next question they would always ask is, okay, you've done this for for I/O. When, when are when are we going to have the same capability for CPUs? When are, you know, uh, how yeah. how come we're not doing this for you know for everything? Right. So so when it, if we could talk specifically about like the CPU though, um, we can't do an N minus one testing because N minus one assumes you have some hardware to plug into something, right? So if I have the CPU, then I'm already at N, so I'm just doing my (laughs) testing there. But it's a great question. And and part of this kind of pre-test effort, N minus one is just one of it, but there was a lot of refocus um, on simulation environments, doing what we call power good test vehicles, where it is kind of the the power infrastructure and... and, component infrastructure, right? The the network infrastructure that looks like the ZNEX system, but doesn't have the CPUs, right? We could do a lot there because there's a lot of components there. So we did a lot of uh, simulation testing, power good testing, and this N minus one testing to kind of cover all the bases that we think we can cover ahead of having the actual, you know, new chip in the system ready to plug in a drawer with a new memory. So the, the scope is... Yes. How do we do much testing, much better testing across the board and how many pieces we can test? But again, it's a balance between, well, I could do all these neat things on N minus one, but what extra scaffolding do I need? That's not real. That's extra effort, right? That we're going to find problems in, but fixing those problems don't really help the next system. So that's the balance that we're fighting with. Yeah, because, you know, I got to expect they're going to say, well, with all this cool stuff you're doing, I don't need as much time to test now because you've done all the real work. So here's a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. What 
<laughs> well, when that, can that, I start that the testing happens before the machine is built and then we're done so that as soon as development's done, we can get it out the door, right? Here's a drawing yeah. of what we think it'll look like <laughs> drawn square on napkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you should see some of the design docs, but yes, that's uh, you're not too far off. The, the, yeah, the, the goal is obviously we, we, we start from the reverse point of is you have less time, so now go figure out how to do better, right? And that's kind of really drives, you know, the innovation around this space, right? As we saw the schedule, we said, hey, man, we're, we're, we think there's not enough time there if we waited for real systems. So what can we do to kind of time travel back in time, right? And it's, it's a great point, Jeff, right? It's, it's how do I go back in time to start earlier <laughs> before that hardware is there, right? And, and, and make some meaningful progress. And this N minus one effort is kind of one of those things that came out of, of looking at the schedule saying, we need to do better. We think this will help us do better. Let's see if it actually pays off. I, I want to jump back two minutes for a second here. Is it really <laughs> called power good testing? It's called the power good test vehicle. Yes, that's what it's called. Okay. That's incredibly literal. <laughs> I mean, the power's good, right? So might as well get started. There we go. <laughs> and we'll now start the IO all right procedure. <laughs> yep. So, so you, met, you mentioned way before like analyzers in your testing. So I, I still don't have an idea for like how deep, is your how deep is your how deep is your testing here like are you like are you bringing up like middleware applications is zos on there or is this like a special synthetic driver that that you know that pushes the io adapters so a, a lot of our testing actually uses a, a homegrown operating system called sac system assurance kernel uh, which is a operating system that was developed by IBM exclusively for testing. And it's an operating system we've built in and matured over the last, well, older than I am. So um, <laughs> wow. 40 plus years. And, and that's really kind of one of the main drivers we use to do a lot of our testing, at least the early testing, right? Where, because a lot of these things you need special operating system support, right? And you, you kind of can see how the ball <clears throat> can roll out of control, right? If you try to add all these hooks to special places and everybody has to do all this special work. But we did have a lot of focus using SAC initially, System Assurance Kernel, to test that. And then kind of over time, we added a little bit of the operating systems. Now, in engineering system tests, we actually don't focus as much on middleware. There is a whole software test shop that focuses on the stack, right? Um, we, we focus on kind of Linux, um, ZVM, ZOS, and, and SAC are kind of the, the, the main drivers, but it's more of a operating interface to kind of the subsystems that we're focused in testing on, not so much in our shop, at least in, in the kind of the stack interaction. Hmm. Right. And then, and then once you get to uh, the GA date, you just take the N and you rotate it 90 degrees <laughs> and it turns into a Z. And Absolutely. That's, that's how that it works, right? That, that's it. That's it. He figured out the magic sauce that makes all this work is the 90 degree rotation. There you go. <laughs> and I, I didn't even think about this, but like how much of a, and, and there's a saying involving a punch bowl that I really want to use, but I won't, but how, how much did the pandemic mess up your, your plans for this early on? 
Yeah, it did, it did a, a good number on kind of the planning because when we started the discussion back in, in 2019, right, the goal was we were kind of going to be wrapped up doing all the Z15 deliverables in in March of 2020. And then we were going to, everybody was going to go focus on uh, the N-1 testing and, and getting that going. Well, because of that test effort, right, and kind of, well, we need to prioritize, obviously, the current system shipping to the field and the continuous delivery there. Some of that content slipped um, past March for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, and that did drag on. So kind of the, the start date of September, we wanted it to be a hard start. That was more of a soft start. Um, we really didn't transition to kind of all the test teams doing all N minus one testing until really January uh, of, of 21, right? So kind of January through June was the big push. We did have some teams that didn't have continuous delivery content on Z15 that were able to start in September. Um, but yeah, there, there was a big, big slip in terms of where we could start, right? But, you know, everybody slipped across the world, right? This wasn't exclusive to us. It was more of how do we how do we ensure we deliver the content we need for the current platform with quality while keeping our, you know, test team safe. Um, that was obviously the primary focus, right? This N minus one is is, is kind of a nice to have on top of that. Um, and once that stuff started wrapping up, we were able to kind of shift all our focus and attention on N minus one. Um, and, and we're, you know, we're still doing some N minus one testing as kind of new systems are kind of getting rolled over to Z next, right? We're kind of keeping that thread of you got a system, you got hardware, just keep running it, right? Keep running these N minus one drivers and try to get as much bang for the buck because we did invest a lot in these drivers, right? And a lot of people's time and effort to, to build the driver, to maintain these special drivers. And we want to use them as, as long as we can. So, so you call it, uh, N minus one. Why don't you just call it M? Yeah, for N minus minus. <laughs> <laughs> so a little story, Frank, the it, great question. And, you know, I've been talking about N minus one testing, like I said, since January of, uh, sorry, uh, uh, December of, tw of 2019. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, I had both my kids home with me full time and all through last year. So my son, who is in third grade, um, often was sneaking into my office and I had to chase him out. And as I was wrapping this up, he kind of asked me that he just started asking questions about N minus one and what does it mean? Because I've been talking about it so much. Um, and, you know, I'm explaining to him kind of like having this conversation. Yeah, it's testing new stuff on old stuff and, you know, trying to get him to his level. And, yeah, he looked at me dead stare blank in the eye. He's like, why don't you just call it M testing? And I'm like, I, I don't know, buddy. I really don't know. <laughs> it's N minus one and that's what it is. That's but, why uh, we call it that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And just call it system system good. Yeah, I, good I, I, I like old that, system just as good as new system. Good. <laughs> I, I like that my my questions really are at the same level as a third grader. I think yeah, that's, absolutely, absolutely. No, and that's that's how you, if you can't explain it to a third grader, then can you do you really know it? <laughs> right. If you if you can't explain power good or time travel, do you really know it? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So PJ, I, I, um, before we wrap up, I was looking through the, your your slides from a presentation you gave before, and uh, I know we didn't get to this, but I'd be kicking myself if I didn't ask and and record it for everyone else to hear. What the heck is synonym bounce, and why isn't the why isn't it the name of my band? <laughs> <laughs> That's highly confidential. I can't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is, I mean, this is around the coupling space and around the coupling technologies is, is how do we do better in coupling, right? Uh, I think we know 
coupling's hard and it's a pain point, but it, it's unique to Z, right? And it kind of gives us a, a big advantage over our competitors. Um, so you, you see a lot of things in the coupling space that we're trying to optimize around to really maximize that performance, um, especially as we introduce new IO hardware and capability, right? We want to also keep um, keep to, to pace the scaling and the optimization around that coupling link because it is so critical to so many of our Z clients. And that satisfies me. Thank you. Well, uh, I, I'm still back at, you had a driver called 41 Charlie. Uh, we also have a driver, <laughs> uh, but we can't call him 41 Ch Charlie. Oh, certainly I would say, not. You double that. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, uh, 80 Charlie, run us out. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Terminal Talk with Frank and Jeff. For questions or comments, or if you have a topic you'd like to see covered on a future episode, direct all correspondence to contact at terminaltalk.net. That's contact at terminaltalk.net. Until the next time, I'm Charlie Lawrence signing off.